We've been chatting all things families all week because it's National Families Week. We have been talking about all the things that affect us as a family and something I think that reaches into every family's life, it certainly does our family, is everything digital. It's all about your cyber safety. It's all about kids online. It's kids gaming. It's kids on devices for too long. It's something that honestly every family talks about, thinks about, and sometimes battles. We have an expert in the field joining us this morning. He is all about making sure there is a healthy balance between having kids on screens and having kids off the screens. And he's joining us this morning, Yes, Les. Martin McGowan. He's a primary school teacher, but he's an online safety educator. Hello, Martin. Good morning. Great to be with you. Great to have you on board this morning, Martin. It's a big topic to talk about. There are a lot of different schools of thought. I think as parents, we're always looking to make sure we don't have our kids on the screens all of the time. I'd love you to start maybe, Martin, by just giving us a bit of an overview of what we're dealing with right now with kids and screens, the schools of thought, how much time should they be spending on screens? Your thoughts? I guess my passion and interest in this part of our young people growing up is I'm a big believer in the good that tech can do. There is so much potential. My background in primary schools has always been in, in using technology and using it for all the amazing benefits. But on the flip side, and as we're discussing today, of course, there are lots of challenges. And to be honest, there is no family we speak to who's finding it easy. So that's the first thing everyone listening to think, oh, it's just me battling with this. Well, absolutely not, number mm. one. But number two, I, I think it's really shifting in our approach to how we deal with screens and trying to find this finite number of magic number that kids of this age should be this many hours on screens, kids of this age should be this many hours. It's a lot more nuanced and something I'd love to throw out there is just that concept of really looking at what they're doing on screens more so than just trying to look for some magic number, I think is a really important consideration for families. Martin, I really love where we're starting here because I think we find ourselves a bit like the parents back in the 40s and 50s not liking the sounds of that rock and roll. <laughs> but now mobile phones were a thing yeah, and they were new. A lot of parents were afraid of mobile phones and now they are an integral part of our life. Same with screens, mm. same with tablets, with iPads, with laptops. They enter into our world as families and you're right, we just need to know how to work with them and use them so that they benefit our kids. I use that phrase, like leaning into their world that little bit more. And rather than keeping it at arm's length where, oh, I'm not techie, I'm, I'm an old fuddy-duddy. And mm. I, I grew up with a Nokia phone and uh, <laughs> playing Snake and all of those things that, yeah, our kids are not in that world. But it doesn't mean that what they're growing up with now, what we can't value, it, it's their interest. I go into so many classrooms and work with so many students that you just see their faces light up when you mention Minecraft yeah. or Roblox or yep. something that interests them. Mm. So... I think to show that respect to what is of an interest to them and to value that, absolutely we have to set boundaries as the adults in their world, for sure, but we need to balance that with actually asking curious questions because there is so much to be said for just starting a conversation, not from an accusing space or not from a telling them to get off the device space, but actually ask them, what do you love that game so much for? Oh, how did you get to the next level of that? Or who is it you love playing? Who at school is the best at that? Those little curious conversations can do so much positive for when you do have to have the more challenging conversations and, and lay down the, the rules as the adult in the relationship. But that's going to come from a much more positive relationship if you're actually engaged in their world rather than keeping it at arm's length. I absolutely love that because my, we have got kids who 
adore Minecraft and at first I had no idea what it was and I did I sat down with my daughter and I was like what are you doing show me and the creativity they exhibit is absolutely extraordinary Martin have you got any final tips for parents navigating this at the moment a word of wisdom so that we don't all feel as guilty as we generally feel well I think number one go easy on yourself there is no as I work closely with my sister who's a psychologist and has three of her own little people and she uses this phrase that there's no magical unicorn families who are nailing perfecting <laughs> it. So so go easy on yourselves as parents and carers, but try to find that middle ground as to blocking out tech and, and saying it's all bad and evil. That's not going to be helpful, but neither is having kids on a free reign doing what they want. Looking for that middle ground where where you as a parent are that mentor and you're having lots of conversations. I think that you can look for one little takeaway. It's to actually lean into their world, have as many conversations Mm. so that when things do inevitably go wrong, you're the person that they're going to be coming to because we know things will go wrong in that online space. Mm. I love it, Martin. I think before you go, maybe leaning into the idea, I think a lot of us parents, as I said earlier, find it hard to integrate with new technologies. There's new technology coming out almost every moment and it's hard to keep up. Mm -hmm. But I guess is the headspace really technology is a tool our kids are learning the tools that they'll be using in the future they're a technological race that's going to be so far different to the generations that we grew up in absolutely and one final thing is we often say oh the kids are and you'll hear parents say they're so much better with tech than I am they might be able to navigate the tech better than you but they still don't have all those life skills and the ability to talk things through that they still need us as the adults to be there for them so it's not this fact that the kids are tech savvy and therefore we leave them to their own devices that, that's a really dangerous space to be so just not to be fooled by the fact that a five-year-old can swipe and zoom and open an app that you couldn't do at that age mm. but they don't have the life experiences they don't have the troubleshooting the social nuances that, that we can still bring to that so there's still a big role for all of us to be playing and it's side by side with our kids. Martin, I love the fact you're a primary school teacher. You're yes. on the front lines with this tech stuff. I think it's really refreshing that you haven't given us an amount of time kids should be on screens mm. and that you've lent into the idea that the conversation needs to continue. You need to be in conversation with your kids about what they're using screens for, yes. how they're using them on a daily basis. I think you've been really helpful this morning. Really thank you for your time, Martin. My absolute pleasure. Have a great one. He's speaking at my daughter's school very soon, so I'll catch you there, Martin. You and Lucy can talk Minecraft, Martin. (laughs) (laughs) 